Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Clear Tai Chi Mastermind meeting for Friday, September 23rd, 2022. Welcome. And with us today is me, Richard Clear, your resident host. And um, yep. And then also Matt Holker, the regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Harry Legg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Hello, hello. It's uh, New Jersey Tai Chi is the school. We also have Paul Shansky teaching in the Fairlawn area. Great to be here. Thank you. Welcome. Jim Kelly in sunny Boca Raton, Raton, Florida, which is about to get hit by a Category 2 hurricane in a couple of days. So, Welcome. Art Don in the Washington, D.C. area. Well, the one I'm in uh, Greenbelt, Maryland, that is 12 miles east of Washington, D.C. Welcome. Ty Talbert in San Antonio, Texas. Howdy. I'm actually in Converse, about two and a half miles out of San Antonio, but it's close enough. Hello, everyone. Jim Canner in Costa Rica. He's going to tell you what parts. Right. I'm uh, based in Las Catalinas, which is in Guanacaste, but uh, I am currently visiting in Atlanta, Georgia. Chris Walsh, whose interview we're doing today, and he is in Maine, and he's going to tell you what part of Maine. Thank you, Sifu. I'm in um, Hollowell, Maine, just outside of Augusta. Welcome. Mark Michaud in Central Michigan. He's going to tell you what parts. Hi. Yeah, it's uh, the Midwest Michigan area covering Grand Rapids and Lansing. Welcome. Sheila Bell, also in Costa Rica. Hey, everybody. I'm here in Playa del Coco. Also have classes in Laveria. Good to see you. Welcome. Yeah, so without further ado, uh, we'll get started here. Uh, to begin with, if you like things that you're hearing or interested in some of the aspects in Clear Tai Chi that we're talking about, uh, want to get started in the program and doing uh, the kinds of things that we do, then you'll either want Clear Tai Chi Level 1 uh, DVDs or online. You can get that at clearmartialarts.com. That's clearmartialarts.com. And uh, the other one is to avail yourself of our yearly Tai Chi gathering. They're, they happen the first full weekend in June. And the uh, there are a bunch of different classes. Most of the folks that you see on our calls here are there and teaching. And there's a lot of fun and push hands and, and more fun and good food and, and good friends and new friends and, and uh, uh, good times. And so if you're interested in checking that out and seeing the kinds of classes that are offered, it is a fairly uh, more advanced in terms of some of what's being taught, but very welcoming to beginners. And that's at taichigathering.com. That's www.taichigathering.com. Cool. And without further ado, um, Chris, Tell us your name and your school name. Hey, my name is Chris Walsh, and my school name is Main Tai Chi. How many years have you been studying clear Tai Chi? I've been studying about four years. The, uh, and did you study any Tai Chi before clear Tai Chi? Uh, not really. You know, I, I did learn uh, the 24 form Yang style, but it was just choreography. I was after, you know, Knowing you, I know just how empty choreography is. 
but, but I did learn the choreography. And it got you started and learning yeah. postures. Put, and shape. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, how many years have you been teaching Tai Chi? I've been teaching Tai Chi for three years now. Three years. Yeah, so right towards the beginning of COVID, right? Yeah, I know. It was a bad timing altogether. Yeah. Happens. Um, what's that? It happens. It happens. Yep. Tell us uh, your school situation, including any satellite classes and city and state locations, and how many students do you have in your schools and, and like that. Well, like you said, I just uh, kind of started at the beginning of COVID. So I'm kind of small. I have, I have four very dedicated students. Um, I, I don't have any assistant instructors, and I, and I only teach here in Hollowell. But it, it's the... the the school is right underneath uh, where I live. So I have this three-story brick building. The school front is right on Main Street, and I live right above it. So it's perfect. Cool. Um, elaborate. I know you studied other martial arts. Elaborate on the on your other martial arts um, study and training and that kind of thing. Sure. So uh, I, I don't exactly know how many years ago it was, but I, I think I had studied um, in northern New Jersey. Uh, for about, you know, maybe 14 years in body, mind, systems, martial arts. And they're, they're like a, a splinter outfit from Um Young Do. Um Young Do was uh, a style brought over from Korea from uh, John C. Kim or Iron Kim, who I never met. And, and I only really knew about Um Young Do through research on, online uh, just to see, you know, what is that lineage? And these guys who broke away from it just continued teaching, I guess, as much as they knew from his style. So I did that for a while and I attained a second degree black belt there and I was um, promoted to the main instructor of the school. Okay. How long were you the main instructor there for? I think about maybe three years. Three years. Okay. Cool. The, uh, and I know you've got some other credentials because you've got some with us. What other credentials do you have? Uh, well, I have with Clear Tai Chi, I have level one instructor, I have Fagong level one through four, and I have um, Clear Internal Pushan's level one instructor. Okay, cool. And I know Harry's helped you a lot with that and been able to come up there. Harry, and... What's that? Harry has helped me immensely. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really neat because Chris was one of my instructors at that other school, Body Mind Studios. And yeah. uh, it just all kind of meshed, which was kind of. How cool. many years were you at? Were how many years were you at Body Mind Studios, Harry? Uh, about ten. About ten. And most of that under studying under Chris. Uh, partially under Chris, he was my main instructor for the majority of the time. Um, it, it did over the ten years. It changed a little bit. There's another uh, uh, instructor there who, by the way, studies with me here now, Kristen. Um, was one of the instructors there as well. And uh, for a while, she was in charge of me. <laughs> so that's kind of how it went, yes. Cool. Um, what other careers uh, do you have or do you do Tai Chi full-time? And I, and I know that, I know you obviously have another career, so we'll let you talk about that a little bit. Right. So uh, I, I'm still working a full-time job. I've been with my uh, current employer for just about 25 years. And I'm a customer service supervisor. So being a customer service supervisor, I, I can't speak for you. I'll let you, I'll let you say, it, but that's very helpful in the teaching career. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, the, the, all the different personalities that you have to learn to adapt to. And, 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 and that's important too, is you have to be the one that learns that you have to adapt. They, they don't adapt. 
people don't adapt, you have to figure them out. So yeah, it's great. Ideally in a Tai Chi study, eventually they also become adaptable. It's just, it takes them a little while to get there usually. Sure, sure. They, they can learn it. Anyone can learn it. They just have to know that it's uh, something they should learn because you're going to get more out of life if you're adaptable. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, and then um, and then you're teaching currently there in, in uh, Hallowell, Maine, um, and that's with the clear Tai Chi. And then when you taught in Body Mind, that was in New Jersey? That was in uh, Northern New Jersey, Bergen County. Cool. So uh, with the clear Tai Chi, and I know you've only got the few students and that kind of thing. Uh, did you have anybody that had any particular life issues, health issues, uh, self-defense needs, anything like that, that, that you've taught um, that have really got help because they're doing Tai Chi? Oh, I, I don't have a lot of example in that area since I've been teaching so shortly, but when I first started teaching in the very beginning, I had a student who I no longer have, and, and she had a lot of difficulty walking, and I, I don't recall exactly what her medical situation was, but she was on, on crutches, you know, these kind of crutches that come up under your arms and you hold on, and she oh. couldn't really walk independently. So she would come into the school, and um, it was just her and me. I'd set up a couple chairs next to her, and she'd lay the crutches down next to the chairs, and using you know the clear tai chi um knowledge that i have i started working with her on understanding you know where where is her balance uh, understanding song understanding uh um the three powers understanding you know central equilibrium um to try and get her to to be able to move just where she was standing so distributing her her weight to empty and full knowing where where she was forward back up down side to side and eventually through, through, through doing stationary movement with her, working on these principles, she started being able to walk. Now it wasn't a lot of walking. She could take a couple of steps and she was just you know, amazed and happy. And, and her family also was very happy with the whole thing. It was just that the, the pandemic got in the way of you know, continuing. Yeah. Um, would you say that, that she built strength because of the way that she was doing the Tai Chi and that had more to do with how she was able to get those steps or was it more about really getting better alignments and then using those alignments? I think it was definitely a combination of both because the, she did have to, to get some more strength physically moving back and forth, but the strength building was, was, was incorporated with some. So we weren't trying to work uh, so much on her muscles as much as we were trying to work on, on the whole connectivity through her system and, and maintaining her balance. Okay. She knew where she was. She could feel inside better. So she knew if she was too far forward, too far back, she wasn't going to lose her balance. And that was one of her greatest fears is that she was going to lose her balance, just fall over. Yeah. So I'm hearing you say the sensitivity and then the internal body connections she was able to get through the training yeah. that allowed her to actually have control over her movement. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, Daniel. Hello, Phil. Go on. Hello. Phil comes to us from um, Columbus, Georgia. And welcome. And Daniel's coming to us from Phoenix, Arizona. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Chris, what caused you to start studying for me? 
and then it's you know going to depth for how that kind of came about and okay yeah so it's a little bit of a story um so i moved from new jersey to maine and i did that through my employer there was just things going on at work that just seemed to be a better move for me to to relocate so i did um, and I had reached pretty much the end point of my previous martial arts training. I always told the, the, the guys that I trained with there, you know, the instructor there, my, who owned the, the building and the, the head guys that were in the corp, in, involved in the whole thing. I told them also, I'll, I'll continue as long as I feel like I'm learning. And I had reached a point where I wasn't learning. So I don't know, either they had nothing left to teach me after I got the second degree black belt, or they just didn't want to teach me. I, I never knew what it was. Either way, I wasn't really getting any more from them. So I was at a point where I was leaving anyway. So I left the, that system. I moved up to Maine with my employer. And when I got up here, it was like something was really missing. And I wanted to continue doing martial arts. Uh, when I was with them, I, I guess body-mind systems, uh, they, they kind of tried to say their claim to fame is they, through, through the Um Young Do, is they teach eight martial arts as one. And a lot of these Korean guys, they have a lot of like integrated martial arts put together. So that's what they had. And um, through that, I, I was exposed to Bagua, you know, their version of Bagua. And I really enjoyed it. And I learned enough about it to understand that it's a more internal martial art, although they didn't really teach internal. But it, it, it gave me some interest in that. So when I got up here, I looked for Bagua and um, I couldn't find any Bagua. I couldn't even find Kung Fu up here. All I could find was karate. And uh, I did I did some online course um, to try and learn some more Bagua, and it, it was it was good, but it was still kind of empty. And then I remembered, um, you know, Harry. I remembered him talking about the Tai Chi Gala out in Pennsylvania, and he'd gone there a few times, and that's how he met you. Um, so I thought, well, maybe that's something I should look into. So I looked for the Tai Chi Gala. I found it online. Um, I set it up so you know I could go to the the gala and then after everything was in place i called harry just to see if he was going to be there and in fact he was and he then started talking to me about uh you and and um clear tai chi and it sounded really interesting so when i got there i met up with harry he introduced me to you i went to your your seminars specifically um each of the little workshops and classes that you had at the gala and i was really impressed with what being there and i really liked it so after that was done and I went back up to Maine, I uh, subscribed to your online course. And I started going through that and, and I just continued liking it more and more. The more I did it, the more I liked it. And then after going through it for a while, I got to go to you know one of the seminars, I think down in Florida, um, where I got my first uh, training certificate for uh, Tai Chi level one, Tai Chi instructor level one. And that's where I really got to like, interact really with you um, and, and feel the energy. Like the, the, the thing that really impressed me to, when I was down there was just, you're just doing demonstrations with people, you know, you invite everybody up, show them how it works. And I went up there and I could just feel you press from somewhere, uh, maybe a foot away, just energy against me. And I was like, whoa, what is that? Uh, you know, I never felt like that before. <laughs> it's like, wow. So that was really, that was really the, the big selling point on your style where I knew that there was something more going on than just, you know, choreography and stuff like that. I know there was something real happening here. 
And also meeting you made a difference too, in a few ways. You're a regular guy. I can, I can speak to you like I speak to someone anywhere. I don't, I don't feel like I got to be careful. I got to walk on eggshells. You know, if I, if I say something and it's good or bad, we just talk about things. Yeah. You know, you're, 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 I believe your philosophy too, to want to teach everybody as much as you can high level Tai Chi. Yeah. And you don't get that everywhere. You know, people say they do it, but you don't get that everywhere. Um, I hadn't experienced it until I met you. So knowing that, you know, I, I could relate to you as a regular person, knowing that you had real stuff and, and, and the training was easy online, I thought anyway. Um, you know, I, 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 the only struggles, which really wasn't a struggle, is I didn't in the beginning have a training partner, but I, I resolved that. You know, training partners help, but it, it wasn't completely necessary. I got a lot out of it regardless. And then, uh, you know, I got to meet with Harry every now and then, and he pushed me around. <laughs> That's part uh, of the fun. <laughs> yeah. Of the fun. Yep. Cool. What first drew you to the internal martial arts? Uh, I guess... I guess what first drew me to it was um, really just the idea of it because I had no real experience. You know, I had some ideas of what I thought it was. Um, I thought it was going to be a, a whole body experience that would keep me healthy and also provide me real martial arts training. And I'm starting to get older. So I was like, yeah, I want to do stuff to keep my body healthy. Yeah. And I, I remember, I think, well, that was later, but. I wanted to do something that would keep me healthy. That's primarily it. I wanted to do real martial arts. I didn't want to just, you know, give up on it. I put a lot of time into um, my training previously. And, and and what I got from that was, was great, but I just needed to build on top of that, which with you I have. So it was really just the idea. And then you filled in the reality. Yeah, a lot of times people uh, with the background that they've got or where they came from, they're concerned about, Oh, I wasted all that time. When you, and usually it's, well, did you get more physically fit from it? Did you get some idea for movement? Did you get any, any better skills that have to do? A lot of people, when they've not had any training and they made contact with another person, it's really awkward and, and I don't want to say strange, but, but unpleasant in some way and those kind of things. And so just having a martial arts background where they're comfortable with contact of different kinds, where they're, where they're, where they have some mind body relationship to movement and position. Um, and that they can think to some degree strategically, even if it's just move out of the way. Um, and then what that involves, there's value in that. Right. And so um, it's, there's not such a thing as a wasted time for the most part it's you are where you are um, and then when you come in and you start doing the other thing it becomes you know what we're doing for in this in this case for the tai chi for mind and body and spirit connection and then um what is the internal and how it works and using that and then um you know a lot of people go well i want only all internal and no external well we live here on earth in a 3d physical environment and so and there are definitely external and internal aspects my teacher is very fond of saying it's not all internal it's external internal or internal external and it's both it's a whole package 
Um, and so, um, and so I try to really hit obviously longer and the longer and deeper you go, the more deeply internal it is and it gets. But if somebody doesn't have any external, I'll actually in the training somewhere along the way, if they're working with me personally and same with any of you guys here, go, okay, we got to get you doing some external things, even if it's just moving rocks for a little bit. So you get what that is, um, you know, so that, so that you're not going, oh, it's all internal. And then you have to use it in the real world. And you can't because you can't get that internal out into reality of this reality. You know, and so it's and so it's not wasted time. Is my bigger point here. There's value to the whole thing, the whole package. So cool. I don't feel like I wasted any of my time in my previous martial arts style. I I think that by uh, learning from you now, it only makes what I learned previously even better. Um. Before we go further, and we're, I've got other questions here for him. Is there anything anybody in the group wants to ask him about based on anything we've talked about so far? Okay, we got crickets. The, uh, all right, so what are the top three most memorable Tai Chi moments in your life, either seen or done or felt or experienced? Mm. Um. And so you talked about feeling the energy from me that first time. And, yeah, and that's, that's definitely one. That changed how I see everything. You know, it stopped being an imaginary thing and it started being real. So that was definitely one of them. But another one was also with you. Uh, we were, I think we were going through some Zoom kind of training. And you asked the question about um, the spirit point. Like, does everyone know what a spirit point is? You know, and that was something that we had been going through uh, previously. And, and I was still having, like, I felt like I, I knew where it was. I wasn't sure. So I just asked, like, yeah, I, I'm not sure if I, I can really definitively say I know where my spirit point is. And he just looked at me and looked right at it. And it just felt like he gave me a smack. <laughs> felt it like, boom, like, whoa. And now I know where it is all the time. <laughs> that was right through, through, through Zoom. <laughs> I was like, how does that happen? So that's, that's an amazing thing too. And, and that's not the only thing. It wasn't like it was just some one-off experience. You know, I, I've, I've gone on Zoom before with, uh, with Harry um, and, and we've been able to interchange some energy and I thought that was pretty impressive too. So I don't know if I have top three though. Um, I saw a note or something you had said about that you had felt she prior to training uh, with me and energy. Yes. Started training with me, but, but um, there was yeah. a more, it was more a sensitivity issue, and so talk about that. Right. So other people too. In in, in my other stock, I used to I used to see people, and they never talked to us about it. I see people like trying to make this energy ball. They're all like doing this with their hands. I'm like, I don't know what they're doing. I'm like, what is this? So I didn't really understand it. Um, but and and in the beginning working uh, with the online course and going through uh, the training, I still in the beginning, I hadn't really felt it. But somewhere along the line, um, you talked about electric magnetic, you know, just doing the push and pull. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing that push and pull. And, and that's when I realized, you know, that I was feeling it all along. It was always there. It's just that I was expecting to feel when I'm pushing it together that I, felt that 
togetherness, a, a little substance there. That's what I was always looking for. But what I, what I was always feeling is when I pull apart, that was something I was already feeling, just wasn't aware of it. I didn't know what it was. And then once I felt that and knew what that was, there's more to it than just this one thing. There's a lot of energy out there, a lot of kinds of energy, which I didn't know about. But once that happened, I started becoming softer and understanding song. That's when it all started coming together. So working through the uh, online course and starting to understand song helped me soften myself enough and relax enough and create the right alignment so energy could flow better through me. And then I started feeling the whole thing. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Cool. Yeah. What is your two to five year goal regarding Tai Chi? Here. Yeah. So what I want to do, and it's hard to say two to five years because of my particular situation at home. So I'm going to continue, you know, instructing the way I am instructing, but my goal is to uh, expand my school, open it up more. So, uh, you know, eventually long out there when I, that's all I'm going to do is teach Tai Chi. But, you know, currently what I want to do when everything falls into place, I want to expand my classes. I want to have assistant instructors. I want to help people become instructors in the system. You know, there's not much here in Maine. It's like, you know, virgin territory almost to, to expand. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunity if I can help other people along the way learn from you and, and become instructors themselves. So I'd like to see a bigger presence um, of people that understand and learn and teach, you know, high level Tai Chi. No, be so, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I just want to be a part of that. That's what I'm saying. Is Hollowell a, a, like a smaller town out that's a bedroom community for a bigger city nearby or? Kind of. So Hollowell is um, the actual smallest, smallest city in Maine. And there's only about 1,600 residents in Hollowell. And then there's these smaller towns around the area who have similar sizes, maybe 5,000 residents, but within a, a, a circle of maybe 10 miles or so, I have probably about 25,000 people if in a reasonable driving distance. Okay. You know, I say that if a person's gonna drive 20, 30 minutes in there, that's the group of people I'd be picking from. Okay. It sounds like because of the size too, that people are used to driving a little bit to do things. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta pipe in and, and say that Chris's place is absolutely beautiful right along a river, all sorts of hiking, a really nice little downtown main street with a fabulous coffee shop and other uh, restaurants and stuff. I mean, it's just, it's ideal. It is. It's what a vacation spot too as well as somewhere to train your Tai Chi. And his space is gorgeous. All hardwood floors, really nice bottom, you know, like a, it would be a storefront in many cases, but making it a Tai Chi studio is just outstanding. So anyone in the main area that, you know, your area that gets to train with you there is very fortunate. It's just gorgeous. So. Thank you, Harry. Yep. I, I guess a longer term idea, and right now it's still just an idea, is that because people do have to travel, um, I think that there's an opportunity for me to make some sort of like an Airbnb just for students as well, where, you know, I have, I all I have to do is add a shower to the bathroom um, and people can come and stay, set up a cot, stay in the dojo 
You know, the, the only got to do is step outside the front of the building and there's all the restaurants. So if they wanted to come as uh, a weekend and train, they could. But that's something I'll, I'll work out, you know, further down, probably more than the five-year plan, but out there. How far is Augusta from you? Augusta's only about a mile and a half. About a mile and a half. Yeah. Okay. And so that's a larger, that's a larger yeah. place. Yeah. 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 That's the capital. That's the capital. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize it was only a mile and a half, so it's close. So yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So so where you're at, would that be considered a bedroom community for Augusta or not? Not so much. Or it's just one of the suburbs. Yeah, I guess it might be more of a suburb kind of feel, you know. It, there's all these little tiny river communities uh, along along the Kennebec. And if you go into Augusta, they have their historic downtown uh, area that looks very similar to Hollowell. Theirs is bigger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're <laughs> Sorry, we missed the last thing you said. What was that? For Augusta? Oh, uh, if you go to Augusta, they have a downtown very similar to Hollowell. And then if you go in the other direction, Gardner's in the other direction, and they have another downtown just like ours. So it's all these old brick buildings that were built in the 1800s along the Kennebec River that back in the day, that was where all the industry was. It was along the river. 